Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Talk Radio Countdown Show with Doug Steffen. Counting down what America's talking about. The Talk Radio Countdown. Time for Trust Personified. This is the real deal. It's the Talk Radio Countdown Show. Every week, the official overview from the offices of Talkers Magazine. Michael Harrison, the editor and publisher, he sits on high at the office. There are three stories in the building. He's on the top floor. Many of the researchers are on the second floor. And then there's the first floor of the people who basically clean up after Michael and his crew. Uh, so that's how it looks at Talker Central. Ready now to go through the list of things on the charts, Michael? That exciting <laughs> yeah, I'm, interview. I'm, I'm trying to picture the, the, the building that you've described. The I have a little desk under an umbrella on the roof of that building. That's, oh, yeah. good. All right, we have, a, we have an interesting week going here. At number 10 on the story survey, we have uh, Meta Launches Threads. At number 9, we have a global heat record. At number 8, the Russia-Ukraine war. At number 7, holiday weekend shootings. At number 6, Yellen visits China. At number 5, the White House cocaine incident. At number 4, the ongoing Hunter Biden investigation. At number 3... The social media ruling and Supreme Court of the United States cases. Trump's legal battles are at number two and number one, the 2024 presidential race. I guess we're in, we're in the full swing of it. Really? So you think there's a race coming up? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, they're out there. They're out there hustling. The People Survey, we have Mark Zuckerberg at 10, Elon Musk at 9, Vladimir Putin and Yevgeny Prigozhin at number 8. At number seven, Kevin McCarthy, Janet Yellen at six, Hunter Biden at five, Robert F. Kennedy Jr. at number four, Jack Smith at three, Donald Trump at two, and Joe Biden at number one. It was kind of a interesting week from the standpoint on uh, talk radio, you know, a couple of days off for some of the full-time hosts. Not me. Special. Not you. <laughs> nope. You, nope. You, are a, you are a dedicated person. Practitioner oh, public of the, right. the public servant, absolutely. Yeah. The, the world spins better when you're at the helm. Oh, well, I don't know about that, but thank you for uh, uh, at least presenting that as an idea. Mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So we have a lot of things that we can dig around. Uh, I'm looking at the top four items, and 
We've been there, done that before. Although tying number four to number five is an interesting exercise because Hunter Biden being investigated as he has been, uh, then the cocaine shows up there. Uh, Mm -hmm. There have been people who have called me on my various radio programs and suggested uh, that um, if it were Donald Trump and uh, him being in the White House and cocaine were found, it would be a whole different story and a whole different treatment by the news media uh, as to uh, the source of it, how it was being used, why it was there. Do you agree uh, with that presentation? No, I'm sick of that argument. I'm sick of the argument that there is the news media and then all of these other splinters. The, the news media is splintered, depending on which news media you go to. Some news media would make it look like uh, the uh, Bidens are terrible, and some news media make it look like Trump is terrible. Um, they're all biased, and uh, they, they target audiences to give them the affirmation they want. And this whole argument that, uh, you know, what about ism and uh, it, it's unfair and it would be different if it were the other one. This is crap. And it takes our, our mind off the target, which is real stories of real consequence, real facts, real figures and um, holding people accountable. None of that's happening. These these stories are, are really irritating. I can tell. <laughs> no, I mean, come on, you know. I'm I mean, I mean yeah. think about the argument. Well, if the Trump administration right, right, had yeah. they found cocaine, it's the cocaine isn't Hunter Biden's cocaine, and it wouldn't be Trump's cocaine. They wouldn't be leaving the damn cocaine in the middle of a public area. Yeah, yeah. Hunter Biden is taking cocaine right where the the tours are given. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, do do you what's your personal feeling about that? Do you believe any of this has anything to do with anything? No, but it's there because people are talking about it. So we're talking about it because that's our job on the talk radio. You're absolutely right. I'm just giving my I'm just I'm with you personal reaction. I'm tired of all four the things on the top. I'm sick with the exception of Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And I want to ask you about him from your perspective. Well, I'm not sick of the top stories. I'm sick of people who politicize uh, every single detail about it. They twist and turn them around. Right. Uh, And aspects that have nothing to do with with reality reality. or or consequence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. There you go. Okay. So uh, one of the things that has attracted a whole lot of attention this week the warmth. The news media is all over this like it's the first time ever uh, in the record-keeping business. Well, the records have only been kept since 1880, uh, so that gives you one spin on it. Uh, yes, is it warm? Yep. The Earth's access has changed, and nobody really paid much attention to it until now. Uh, and so here we have a lot of things that are coming together uh, that make for interesting conversation, but here once again... The spin on it is to get you to buy an electric car or to save the planet uh, by doing something that's ridiculous, frankly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so here we go off onto another toot. It is absolutely ridiculous, the reaction that people are having to this, uh, the whole business about the records and El Nino and why is it so hot and what are we going to do? And you're not going to do anything. Because this is not something you can do something about. Even though buying an electric car may, in your mind, save the planet, help yourself. Go ahead. <laughs> <Yeah, right. laughs> 
And then it's everything, a, a seven everything, years everything, everything gets spun to either a political cause or a commercial campaign. Yes, you, right, you, exactly. You know. uh-huh. Well, the first three days of this week were the hottest in the recorded history. Yeah. Uh, but And, of course, then, the, then it's dot, dot, dot. The result of climate change. Yeah, who says so? Where you, how do you prove that? Prove it. Yeah, well, you know, the climate does change, and the climate yeah. is changing. It's yeah. just, the, the, and, and they do have records uh, through, um, like, fossil records and strata, right. and, and they can go back before the 1800s to have an idea of what the conditions yeah. of the planet were. Right. But um, what, what you're bringing up is, what does that have to do with our involvement in it happening and mm-hmm. what does it have to do with what we can do to turn it around? And, I, and I, I think there's a certain amount of concern that has to be put on carbon emissions and all that stuff. But, as you point out, most of it is just to sell electric cars. It's good business to be in <laughs> at yeah, the moment. The elect, the electric, as if the electricity grows on trees. Yeah, right. You know, you know that, that, I don't want to get Mexico this that. week, one town was 120 degrees. Uh, that no. now where we are in New England, it was fairly humid the last couple of days, and we're sweating. I lost a couple of pounds. You probably did two of you were outside. That's the way it works. Mm-hmm. You sweat it off. Uh, but uh, come on. At any rate, um, with Donald Trump being number two on the people list, I noticed that his personal aide pled not guilty to charges that he helped obstruct the investigation into those sensitive documents. They were found in Mar-a-Lago. <gasps> no. Really? So will the world stop because of that? Well, are, are, you, are you saying that, the, that the, the testimony of the aide is not important? Is what you're no. Saying. What I'm saying is that the story, the Don, this is the same as you reflected three or four minutes ago on when I suggested uh, the Donald Trump side uh, to whatever the heck it was that we were talking about at the that cocaine moment, issue. the cocaine thing. Right. Uh, and this is the same thing, as far as I'm concerned, the same kind of thing. Uh, it's just the same old, same old. Well, I, 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 have to, I have to give you a little bit of a counterpoint on that one. God, please, I, that's I, why you're I, here. I think, yeah. I think that conversation about the documents is far more important than conversation about the cocaine. Really? Uh, okay. Oh come on! Co- they found cocaine know. in the in the uh, near where the tours are in, in at the White House is on the same level as what people knew and didn't know and what they did and didn't do regarding the um, the documents um, raid. No, They're two different things. Okay. I mean, <laughs> you don't. Okay. I mean, <laughs> I don't. I, mean, I, I find if, no of no consequence whatsoever. That Donald Trump had any of this stuff, or that Joe Biden had any of it, or that Mike Pence had any of it, it's nonsense. First of all, all the classified documents or so-called classified documents, most of them are irrelevant to reality. They're way overdone. The classified, your eyes only stuff, most people who have experienced it say, this is usually boilerplate stuff. And so mm-hmm. it's just another way to grind away at either Trump or Biden, depending on your point. I'm just you make I'm a taking... good point. You make a good point at that. You make mm-hmm. a good point at that. I just I just think that the document story is more important than the cocaine story. I consider the cocaine story a non-story. It uh-huh. has it has it has no 
It has no value whatsoever. It, it's, but yet it's number five, so you must have found it being discussed a whole heck of a that's lot. All this, that's all this is, is, is what we find being discussed. Yeah. I, and I'm just, uh, just to make our discussion of it more interesting and to occasionally take the liberty of giving my opinion. I would like that. that. That's you. all I'm doing. You know, I, I occasionally do that. I, I'm not here to... I, you know, I'm not. I'm not here. To, I, you notice I didn't say anything bad about Trump or Biden about this. I think neither yeah. of them would have their cocaine out there. First of all, Trump is <laughs> do, too cheap. He would, he would protect it. And <laughs> I can't imagine either one of them using it. Actually, that's where I can't imagine either one of them not. <laughs> <laughs> really? No, I, I, I'm saying that as hyperbole. I don't mean that. I want to know if I they don't smoke know, but pot. What about Joe Biden? You think he smokes a little pot to go to sleep at night? What would happen if there was pot I wouldn't, found? I wouldn't be surprised. Or um, Trump but either. I, but I don't have any personal information about the, the drug use of these guys. But I, mm -hmm. I certainly think that um, politicians are among those who are more apt to break the law or engage in roguish activity. Just by being where they are. Just exactly. by being who they are. Exactly. exactly. The Talk Radio Countdown Show, a weekly event. That features Michael Harrison, the editor and publisher of Talkers Magazine, here with me. I'm Doug Steffen. As we discuss the charts, the things that are on the charts, the nuance, if you will, of uh, the implications of things like Janet Yellen uh, going to, uh, she's the Treasury Secretary, by the way. Uh, she's landed in Beijing for a high-level conference with all the Chinese officials. And the uh, first thing she says is that uh, China has uh, treated American companies harshly. And so she criticized the Chinese government, the first speech she makes, mm. taking a shot at Chinese leaders and Chinese business. So what sort of a tone is that going to set? It's interesting that all these leaders are going over to China. Uh, was it last week or the week before uh, that was the Secretary of State, uh, whatever his name is, I can never remember his name now because he's not very memorable, uh, like a lot of these other people, frankly, that are in the Biden administration, I think you can make a case for this th this group being the most lackluster group of people who are supposedly leaders. Where did all these people come from? Were they all political hacks? What background do some of these people? Janet Yellen is probably the most uh, well-known and has the most expertise of any cabinet secretary. Marty Walsh, who was Secretary of Labor for a while, big with the labor unions, but he left. And most of the other people that were in the first round with Biden have left uh, for any number of reasons, I guess. But uh, am I right about this, Michael? you think that uh, there are a lot of people there that just seem to be nobodies from nowhere? Uh, that's a very interesting question. Let, let it stand as a rhetorical one, because um, okay. I'm, I, I, I ponder that all the time. Um, first of all, a lot about the cabinet has to do with how they cover press and how visible they want to be. Yep. What they're really doing, I don't know. And um, most appointed people uh, in, in politics didn't work to get there. They, they're just appointees. They... They're they're flax, <laughs> you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, they 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 haven't run a business or. Well, I mean, I mean, you can't say that about everybody. All I'm saying is, is that uh, when when you get into administrations and and secretaries of this and secretaries of that, it's very hard for those of us outside who only have the press to rely on to really know what's going on. Mm -hmm. Well, according to press reports from Beijing, Ms. Yellen squared off with senior officials over there 
telling the Chinese that we are not going to continue to use them as we have over the past 40 years, that our country, in fact, needs to to diversify our supply chains and to protect ourselves against over-dependence. I think that ship has sailed. I was going to say, that sounds like a phone call to a talk show. Yeah. Um, Right. It's like, oh, they're not aware of that. <laughs> like, like we've had trade wars now since the Trump administration. Right. Um, come on. This is yeah. the Chinese know and Yellen knows and everybody involved knows that this is all a show. Yep. Blinken is the guy I was trying to think of who was over there uh, last. It is a big show. So what do we do? And isn't that th- the same thing to be said for uh, the uh, muscles that they keep flexing when they meet uh, Putin and Xinjiang Bling, whatever his name is, isn't that mm-hmm. the same kind? It's the same stuff. It's all theater. It's much theater. Of it is, much of it is theater. Much of what goes on goes on behind the scenes, and yeah. uh, and the relationship between the United States and China is a complicated one that goes back for years. And mm-hmm. um, both parties have participated in it, and both parties are still participating. The ties between China and the U.S. are outside the realm of anything that uh, Janet Yellen has po- has power over. Yeah, right. It's just another conference. But it's interesting that they're going over there one after another. Instead of those Chinese coming here, we're going to them, which I find uh, very interesting. Every week of the year we go through, we being Michael Harrison and me, Doug Steffen, uh, the items that are published at Talkers.com. We also put the list up at Good Day Show. Dot com, all the stories and the people, uh, Michael and his insights as to what he's heard and what he's thinking himself. That's what part of this is all about. I think there are a lot of uh, insights that maybe you didn't think about, some nuance to some of these stories, because Michael, again, is paying attention uh, to all of them. And that's why uh, there is as much attention paid to what he says and to this program, uh, as is the case. Number eight. On the uh, countdown this week is uh, the uh, Russian attack, uh, the western Ukrainian city of, uh, I don't know how to pronounce these names, do you? No. Uh, the, anyway, the, <laughs> he, the Russians attacked his, historic buildings there in a protected yeah. area. Uh, they don't give a good damn about any of this cultural stuff. They'll blow up everything and anything. They're chasing our drones around, and um, we're very indignant about it. But what are we doing? What are our drones? <laughs> what are our drones doing? Uh, the Russian uh, planes that have been chasing the drones around. I don't know if any of them shot down, but you know, well, this is this is, is a happen? proxy war between the U.S. and Russia. Of course it is. And uh, yeah. I mean, there's no way around that. Uh-uh. And um, people who are concerned about matters of war and peace are alarmed by this war. This is not. This, this is probably the most important story. Um, because it yep. could it could accelerate uh, it could escalate rather. To, well, the to, threats to this week of we're going to blow up your nuclear power plant and what'll that do? That'll be like a nuclear war uh, starting, and that's going to be very dangerous. This people is a, forget a, about Chernobyl and how it just blew up on its own because the Russians did such a lousy job when it was the when Ukraine belonged to the Soviet Union. Uh, the uh, first the first uh, attempt that they ever made it. Uh, building a nuclear power plant was making it out of cardboard, practically. Well, the Russians and, have proven themselves to be pretty incompetent at many yeah, of the things one everything. needs to be to be a superpower. Yeah, they, 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 they're they're big and they're strong and they're smart. I mean, they can't deny it. I mean, they did send 
people to space. They did have Sputnik. They do. They they do have a big military. I mean, I mean, there's a lot to be said for their prowess and their power. But when it comes to prowess and power, I I think I would trust the Germans' technology or the British or or yep. the U.S. or even China more than the Russians. They're being exposed by this war as being generally incompetent uh, per the might that they supposedly wield. Uh, I mean, when they, remember when the war was starting, the Russians are building up forces along yeah, the, 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 the border. With, Three with days, you. it'll be over. Right, they're going yeah. to just... I mean, look Blah. at this. This is a, an embarrassment. Even though the U.S., they're really battling the U.S., they're battling the U.S. with one arm tied behind the U.S.'s back. Yeah. They're putting everything they have into this, and yeah, we're, we've got our drones flying around there, and we're, you know, supplying Ukraine with cluster munitions and, and all kinds of stuff. But, but the fact of the matter is the Russians are not the industrial power that they claim to be. Have you seen the new Indiana Jones movie yet? No. Go see it. The reason I saw the, I, I saw the uh, trailer. It looked pretty good. Yeah, it's very good. And it does the classic, the bad guys always uh, were the Nazis. Nazis, mm. I hate those guys. You know, a couple of lines from every, uh, of the, every one of the movies has seen uh, the Nazis be the bad guys. And one of the cynics of coverage I just read uh, the other day says, why is it that Jewish people who create these movies always make the nazis the bad guys and i thought i wanted to scream at this guy because they are you idiot and the, <laughs> right right like like yeah. where where this guy in is the trying world? to make where yeah the jewish people don't like the uh, nazis so therefore uh, there must be uh, what's right. wrong with that thinking yeah as right. if there really are oh two sides that are 100 yeah. percent equal to every story that, that, that's what that's what you're thinking. talking about. Well, that's they, what you they, said early on, you know, as to the human race and whatever. I don't right. remember whether you had that conversation on the air or off the air about how many foibles there are. Uh, the human race is uh, yeah. far from perfect, uh, right. and uh, this just demonstrates it. You know, but we find these people all the time. And we follow them like lemmings, and I say we collectively, the human race. Look at the people that are supposedly leaders now, and the. You know, the, the whole, uh, I don't want somebody to tell me that I'm equating Trump to, to a Nazi, but the fact that people follow him so blindly, it's like he was some kind of god. Uh, and that's what they did with Hitler, and that's what they did, you know, you can go back through the annals of history and you find people all the time, every century, there's somebody else who comes along uh, that uh, is a leader. Uh, for what reason? Uh, well, it goes all the way back to the Ten Commandments. If, in uh -huh. fact, you believe in the Ten Commandments, um, paraphrasing, <laughs> paraphrasing the Ten Commandments is don't worship any man. Yep, exactly. Don't, 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 don't uh, follow anybody but God when it comes to, um, uh, you know, blind loyalty. So have we talked enough about cocaine in the West Wing? I think we probably have. <laughs> If, if you'll pardon me moving along. Have we been talking about that this segment? I can't. <laughs> Number two on the uh, story list, because we got to give some deference to Donald Trump. His valet pled not guilty uh, to uh, a uh, charge of conspiracy with these classified documents. Uh, the, he's a co-conspirator now. Remember, 
uh, when Richard Nixon was an unindicted co-conspirator mm-hmm. in the Watergate thing. This guy is an unindicted co-conspirator conspiring with Donald Trump, apparently, his valet, uh, to hide the secrets to moving the boxes around from one closet to a bathroom. <laughs> from one bathroom to another. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, when you, oh uh, Donald Trump's life is so strange that I would think that his valet has enormous access to uh, whatever did you see it is the, that Trump is his involved. His caddy in. fixing his collar at the uh, event this week at the the he likes this uh, his golf course in New Jersey. He's I don't a know why he wants there. to go back to the White House. Uh, I don't I either. Think, why would I'm, you want to do that? Yeah, I, honestly, yes. Just the actually, fact that he wants to do that tells me he's nuts. I mean, come yeah, on. No, right. Why would? Why would? You know, he could yeah. have made a hell of a career out of. On top of everything he's done, he was also president of the United States. Nobody yeah. would judge him for having only been there for four years. Right. And you know, it's yeah. he, he did this. He did that. He he even was he even was president. Yeah. That, he's done a lot know, of good things in his life. He's done a lot of bad things in his life. But, uh, but he could have spun it in such a different way. Yeah. The presidency really got to him. Yeah, seems to have. Yeah. The um, mercenary, let's see, number eight on the charts, the people charts this week, is Yeg, how do you pronounce his name? Oh, I, I, I went to a special Prigozin. class. Did I you? went to a special course, yes. It's Yevgenzy Prigozhin. Okay. Uh, so... He apparently is more popular in Russia uh, than is Putin, which is no surprise. He apparently, they put a hit out on him, and then he showed up in St. Petersburg the other day uh, to a mass. It was like he was a military hero. Mm -hmm. Uh, There were uh, 250,000 people on a parade, and he's got a big following on social media. Isn't it interesting how... Uh, And the guy who runs Belarus says, hey, you can come live here. (laughs) Come on over. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, it just shows you that Putin doesn't have a grasp of power as one would think he does. Mm -mm. But then again, he still does have a lot of power. Um, I don't know. I don't know how things work in Russia. It's very mysterious. Ever ever been to Russia? No, I haven't. Yeah. It was a fascinating. I remember uh, the first memory of Russia for me. Uh, I spent four days in Moscow and then a couple of days up in St. Petersburg. And the the filth, the dirt, uh, that was uh, everything was really? filthy in Moscow. Filthy. Oh, my. Uh, and uh, I actually was there twice, now I think about it. And I oh. remember uh, the first thing was on a bus from the airport. It was a group of American diplomats, uh, and I was along for the ride. Uh, they had these huge four-foot... Uh, big tunnels that are above the road. I suppose they aren't tunnels. They're air duct. They have one centralized heating plant in the city of Moscow, and it sends out heat. This is communism. It sends out heat through these big four-foot pipes, and there's a pipe that goes to every building. So they have one plant that makes the heat. Can you imagine how much dissipates through the transfer of the heat to all the mm-hmm. buildings that are, it's it was I mean what a it's inefficient education. is what you're saying. Well, yeah, well, communism is inefficient by its very nature. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But they all don't right. have communism anymore. What they have is something that I can't figure out. I don't know. Commucap. It it's called commucap. Oh, really? Interesting. Communism and capitalism together. That's what the Chinese are. They're yeah. commucaps. I just made that up, by the way. 
I thought it was pretty clever, actually, didn't you? It is clever. Well, I, yeah. I, you, you stopped me in my tracks, and I considered it. Caps. Yeah, okay, well, I probably shouldn't have told you I made it up. No. Probably should have gone. You could use it for the headline, the next talkers thing, just below the promotion for idiots. You should go and, uh, you should go and uh, copyright it. I probably should. All right, let's check out what's going on with the MH interview this week. Michael yeah. Harrison and the MH interview. You can get the profile at talkers.com. Who are we going to listen to? With, uh, Joe Madison. And actually, it's, it's a reversal. He interviews me. He had me on really? his show on uh, Sirius XM Satellite Radio on the Urban View channel. He's, a, um, Afri- he's probably the, the most listened to, most important African-American news talk show host in America. And uh, he had me on his show, and it was kind of interesting. So we turned it around, and we ran that conversation on this week's podcast, MH Interview. We talk about podcast. We talk about everything but race relations. We talk about podcasting. We talk about uh, the state of media. We talk about the bias that young people have against boomers that they hate boomers um, and uh, all kinds of interesting sociological well, things. We all have that in common. Joe is a boomer. You're a boomer. I'm a boomer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there is, you're right, there's a prejudice. And maybe oh, yeah. we have the same reverse prejudice, though, against people, the youngsters who uh, seemingly are lazy. They're so connected to their devices, all that stuff. Anyway, uh, part of the discussion, check it out at mhinterview.com. It's the Talk Radio Countdown Show. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So uh, Stephen is here to go over uh, the legal implications, and we're not going to talk about Trump and his legal stuff because it's just a big ruse of conversation. However, Supreme Court cases, the social media ruling. Let's start with that, uh, Steve. What do you think, uh, or what will come out of this ruling? Yeah, the, the social media ruling, and, re- and remember, this is a, uh, a Louisiana uh, federal judge, and it is a temporary injunction, meaning, you know, this is not a, uh, a final ruling. Quite frankly, I can't imagine any situation in which this uh, decision, which prohibits the federal government from contacting uh, social media companies, will not be overturned. I mean, it is just blatantly unconstitutional. There is no question that there are concerns about the the pressure uh, that the uh, federal government can put on social media. But quite frankly, we do need some kind of regulation. And this mm-hmm. thing dealt with uh, misinformation, uh, dealing with health care issues, which are, are quite serious. So uh, it's the proverbial tempest in a teapot. I wouldn't be surprised if this thing was unanimously uh, overturned on a but it doesn't mean that the federal government has, you know, full uh, full 
access to uh, being able to dictate to social media. But we also, you and I have talked about this Section 230 that is a, uh, a law that was put in early in the Internet days that protected websites from any kind of liability if someone else posted uh, something that was illegal or improper uh, on it. And, uh, you know, quite frankly, this is something that Democrats and Republicans both agree need some fine-tuning, but they just can't seem to find the the common ground. And, of course, part of that is very often these uh, these senators and congressmen, they're just not very technologically astute. The questions that you and I have talked about, they sometimes yeah. ask Ridiculous. The, uh, the CEOs. It's yeah. like, how do I turn my iPhone on? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're embarrassing <laughs> yourself. So this thing, that'll get overturned on appeal. All right. Speaking of uh, turning things on, the uh, folks at Facebook, 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 yeah, Facebook <laughs> slash Meta have launched something that competes with Twitter called Threads. Now, uh, Zuckerberg is no charmer, and neither is Musk. <laughs> neither are. <laughs> yeah, so it was, oh, by the way, uh, we had John Harper on from WMEL in the, uh, the, uh, one of the countdown hours, and he was talking about because of the launch of one of Musk's rockets this week, he went down to be on hand, and he stayed at the Motel 6 on the strip and had breakfast at the Waffle House. <laughs> I, I just find that to be extraordinarily in, interesting, one way it or the is, other. But you know, Doug, this is consistent with him. He is yeah. notoriously cheap, and yeah. he is one of the richest men, if not the one of the richest person on the planet. Right. And he lives extremely frugally, much to the chagrin of the various women with which he has been. Uh, I remember Ted Turner, was, Ted Turner was kind of like that, too. All right, so let's talk about, there's a grudge match going on here. Yep. About five minutes after uh, Zuckerberg launches threads, there's a lawsuit from Twitter filed against him because apparently it's the mirror image, threads is the mirror image of Twitter. Uh, so where does that go in terms of legalities? Yeah, you know, this one, it, I don't think there's probably going to be much there, but there is at least the possibility. So the idea of having another instant messaging service, that is an idea, and an idea cannot be, uh, cannot be patented, cannot be trademarked. Mm -hmm. what, uh, what Musk is saying is that uh, Zuckerberg hired former Twitter people, which he did, and uh, to develop it, and that they used trade secrets uh, from uh, from Musk or intellectual property. But he isn't very specific about what intellectual property they took. Now, the fact that these people are skilled in that area is fine. Did they take, if they used trade secrets and things that were patented or trademarked, then they're in trouble. But I, I kind of feel that they probably haven't, particularly because there's been no allegations by Musk Musk as to specifically what kind of uh, intellectual property violations. So Man. these two rich guys, and I hope <laughs> I hope to see that grudge match fight right. in Get the, him ring in the cage. That they've been talking right. about. Yeah. Stephen J.J. Wiseman, our legal expert here, with some thoughts on the stories from the Talk Radio Countdown Show. The Talk Radio Countdown. The Talk Radio Countdown Show is a production of Stefan Multimedia, produced by Bob K. Sound and Recording. 